Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Just Talking, a podcast that contains, well, just talking. So for today, I'm joined by one of my amazing friends, Lejeune, to talk about two very interesting topics, um, both of which we are very passionate about. So for the first section, we're going to be talking about uh, small businesses and how they are better than chains and big industries. And then for the second section, we're going to be talking about social media accountability and how they can do more and improve. So yeah, without further ado, here we go. Okay, and I am here with Lojane. Say hello. Hi. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Okay, cool. Right, so for the first topic uh, today, we're going to talk about something that I know you are a big part of uh, and that is small businesses yeah so obviously the first question I want to ask is because I know that you have a a sweet business do you want to kind of just explain that a bit first so this year in February I opened a sweet business specifically to people with dietary requirements like halal and vegetarian and yeah it's just to make life easier for a lot of people yeah so first question like what was it like starting a small business was it stressful what was the process yeah it was very stressful because I really wasn't supported about it from even my family oh yeah um so my family members were like it's not gonna work loads of friends were like it's not gonna work but um it's gone pretty well so far like you get your ups and downs with a business yeah but that's what you have to expect on opening a business. It's just not always going to be profit, profit, profit. Yeah. So did, did you yeah. kind of like take your own experiences and kind of like what would you would want out of a business when you kind of decided, oh, I'm going to make halal sweets? Like, did you kind of take your own experience and that's yeah, where the idea came from? Yeah, because obviously living in the UK, most of the sweets that we get here include pork gelatin. Yes. And that's not something so easy like I remember once going to shops with my friends who aren't Muslim and they were like why are you reading the back of a packet of sweets it's like it's just so hard like my friends yeah. are always able to buy sweets <laughs> or eat them in class and I'm just like sorry I can't <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that's good though because it gave you like an incentive to do something yeah so, definitely. I think that's what a lot of small businesses do because you know chains and that are good they have like a varied like selection of things that you know they do they go to a lot of places but it's nice to kind of have something that relates to you that people and and it makes you like stand out in the market doesn't it um it's meant to yeah but as a small business it's really hard to get a lot of customers to be honest yeah so it's like yeah it's something that I've really struggled with but I thought it wouldn't be this hard because you know I'm halal with loads of Muslims in the UK yeah so I didn't think it would be this difficult I mean I think it's just getting that reach as well like yeah trying to put yourself out there in as many ways as possible which is difficult for like a small business because you know there's so many others that are competing to do the same thing as you yeah and it's just so hard to get those customers because to do that you need to post on social media every single day. Which is a big commitment. It is. And it's so hard to post things that are different because 
as a small business, you're not always going to have a lot of products, especially at the start, like with me. I yeah. only got two products so far. Um, within a month or so, it's going to be about three, possibly. Yeah. But it's just so hard to always post on social media the same things, try and get those customers, especially when the people on my social media are like my friends. Yeah. So I need to get out of that zone somehow yeah. and get people that possibly don't know me and are more likely to be interested. I mean, I can I can relate to that. Obviously, this podcast isn't a small business in any way, shape yeah. or form, but I have to kind of like publicise it, start an Instagram yeah, account, start a Twitter account, all the different yeah. sort of platforms for putting out on podcasts and kind of publicise all of that. And it is difficult. Yeah, it is. It really is. It's yeah. not something that you really think about at the start. You won't think, oh, it's going to be mainly my friends that are going to be involved as like my customers and clients of my business you don't think that way you'd think that so many well not so many obviously at the start but people that you wouldn't know would actually come and buy yeah. your business more mm. so obviously the big thing that we want to get out of this topic is I mean putting your bias aside obviously having a small business yeah which do you think is the better to uh, to support a small business or a chain oh definitely a small business and like what what are your reasons behind that we invest so much money in our small businesses just to make everything perfect yeah a chain has an extremely high hierarchy Mm. the manager is not always gonna know what is down there at the bottom of the customers they're not always gonna know what customers want customer service wise would also be much harder because the people that would be running the customer service don't, they're, they're not customers for themselves or close to that product. Mm. But Compared... I think a lot of people are like specifically looking into things like the sort of food market. Like, yeah. a lot of people are kind of scared almost to try anything that's local because I feel oh, like definitely. having all these chains, like you think about like KFC or something. I yeah. mean, there's a chaos, a KFC everywhere. Yeah. Like, everywhere you go so I feel like a lot of people get comfort in that that it's, it's well fine. known yeah 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 yeah. it's like it's fine I know I can just go to a KFC and then there's this small business that's kind of offering the same service and people are too yeah. scared to try it yeah because they're more stuck to something yeah they know what it tastes like they know what to expect small businesses we're a bit more unique like We'll get something that's already in the market, for example, and change it around, give it a nice twist mm. just to attract customers or even make something that's not even in the market. Yeah, like you said with your sweet business, the fact that it's halal is that way of twisting something. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's bringing things that people like and just making it suitable for everyone, really. Yeah, I mean, a good example that I have of like daily life is I remember few summers ago um i had some friends come over from america and yeah. we went out to sutton and um i remember them saying uh, i'm not going to even try an american accent i'm not doing that so <laughs> <laughs> um so i they were kind of going oh have you got like any mcdonald's around and i'm like yeah but there's this like little small business that does this really nice like japanese food that i thought you could try no 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 what about mcdonald's though i'm just like yeah, McDonald's is good, but like you can have that in America. Like, don't you want to yeah, try something? Definitely. And they were like, no, 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 McDonald's. It's like, 
all right, oh, you God. do you. Yeah, everything, everyone's just stuck to something mentally. Yeah. I just It's I annoying because I feel like businesses like that just don't, like you said at the beginning, like you're trying to get as much reach as possible. You're trying yeah. to get as many people like publicized. Oh, this is, you know, my store. I offer this compared to a chain that offers the same thing, yeah. but I can do it with its own twist in a much easier way. But people are so, like you say, stuck on their ideals of, I want to go to this place only, that they won't shift. And I feel like in small businesses, we just put so much more effort. Like just a sweet cone. I sell it for £1.50, but it takes me about 20 minutes to make because I just want to make it all perfect. Yeah. So that is quite a lot of time to be honest. Whereas if a chain did that, I'm guessing, well, they don't really do that, but if they were to, I'm guessing that they'd use machinery that would only take like a couple exactly. minutes it each. Wouldn't, it wouldn't have that, like, sounds cheesy to say, but it wouldn't have that love. No, definitely. What they're doing. Yeah. There wouldn't be care put into it as much. No, definitely not. Yeah. And with small business, we're not here for our money. We're here to just make our customers happy. Yeah. I'm not saying that would be okay if we didn't earn profit because it honestly is a stressful thing when we don't Mm. but what I'm saying is in a chain all the managers and owners want our money here they just want to be rich they want to make money that is not something that you find in a small business to be honest and when you're starting a small business it's starting something that you yourself as like the owner of your business you're passionate about yeah like, if you apply to work at a job in a chain you're joining you know someone else's idea that's already existence because it's easy yeah. to just join you know you don't have yeah, to definitely. worry too much about the hassle of setting something up but then the good thing about the small businesses is that it's doing something that you enjoy yeah and if you open it for yourself rather than just help run someone's small business it makes it even better to be honest like I run my business by myself really yeah and I see what my customers want so I know how to change things around if I do need to change things and just imagine like it it takes like you and like we were just about to say it takes change so long to adapt something because there's so many stores they've got to go out to they've got to do all the advertising for it to reach as many people as possible and they've got to get it to out like all these millions of stores so that every store has it whereas like you say with a Mm. small business it's just your one and only store it's just much easier in that way and with a chain sometimes they bring products out so many people don't like it and they don't realize till like a year later with me if i for example buy my sweets and after the packet's finished, I realise that the people didn't really enjoy this as much from what I've heard from them. When I go and buy something else, I don't just keep it. Yeah. I try to make my customers But that's like happy. a smart business choice. But like you say, with the yeah. chains, I think they kind of just rely on their success. Yeah, just, just think, keep going, trying yeah, to Yeah, it's always going to be fine. Better. I'm like some solidified big company. I yeah. can lose millions and it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I, the last thing I wanted to say on this, because it's probably the most controversial area of the whole small business chain thing, mm. is kind of COVID's impact oh, on it. definitely. Like, you know, the, the government scheme of support small businesses, like, yeah. that's become a big thing in the past year. But it does yeah. make you wonder, 
why is it taking a pandemic for the government to start supporting small businesses? Yeah, definitely. Why not sooner? Mm-hmm. Like, what's your, what's your feeling on that? It's not just small businesses. To be honest, I feel like they're doing it more of chains and small businesses. Because um, if you remember in the last, in the first, sorry, lockdown here in the UK, they did for, um, if you, I think it's like if you eat in a restaurant, you get half price. Oh, isn't it like eat out to help out or something yeah, like that? Yeah, that was it. Eat out yeah. to help out. Whereas with small businesses, it's like, the government aren't doing any. F- okay, it's not anything. It depends on what you're doing, to be honest. Yeah. And what kind of business you are. My business, for example, I wouldn't really get any help because I'm running it at home. I'm just a sole trader by myself. Yeah. I wouldn't get any help. Um, whereas I think someone who's maybe over 18 running maybe as a partnership needing yeah. a little more help they would get it <laughs> it's just it's annoying that it's not like you say it's like a small business should be helped whatever small business you are yeah not like you don't certain have criteria ha- yeah you shouldn't have to just pay taxes to be helped yeah it should be all of us because we're all going to pay taxes in the end it's not like we're not going to make it up no that's true but it is a bit annoying <laughs> so like what do you think we can do as customers and consumers like what what do you think we can do to help small businesses more obviously other than you know buying products from them is there anything else that we can do to kind of you know help them get the audience and publicity that they need share it share a business spread it round on your whatsapp on your instagram on your snapchat just you know, share the business profiles, it really does help because then we get more interaction from people that I personally don't know or the owner doesn't know. And it is really helpful because we need people out of our zone to know our business more. Yeah. So that would be really helpful, to be honest. I've tried getting people to share it. People usually ignore my texts, to be honest. (laughs) Is it... Is it just like, do you think part of it just comes down to us humans just being so stuck in our ways that we're not willing to do anything new? I feel like you have to own a small business to understand and support a small business. Yeah. Because it's hard. It is so hard. Yeah. I haven't, like, with me, I haven't made any sales the past month or two. And obviously and, that's stressful for you, having put in so much effort yeah, into the and business. and it's just this downhill because I used to make um, around 500, 600 revenue in just two months. And it's gone to this bit where I've earned like zero or a pound or so. It just shows and how up and down it is. Yeah. I think any business, to be honest, has its up and downs. But a small business is much harder to get people to interact with. Yeah. And do you think that chains and big industries will eventually start to crumble do you think eventually Mm. that they'll kind of reach this sort of like top thing where it gets so far that they get so much money that eventually it kind of collapses in on itself and they kind of become bankrupt to be honest i think it depends i've realized that recently especially after the pandemic loads of chains especially like food chains They've got much worse. Mm. And you know what? Even if you go shopping for clothes, every single store has the same thing. That's true. And it's just become so annoying. Whereas small businesses often 
make things so unique that people just want to buy them but the only thing stopping them is that it could be maybe just more expensive but that's because we have to pay for everything ourselves do it all ourselves it's so much harder it's so much effort but it's worth it yeah and I feel like a big argument that people make is it's more secure to work in a company that's kind of already established itself in a big company but then you think about Debenhams all Mm, of their stores have been closed down and millions of people have lost their jobs so it's not really stable forever is it no I feel like a lot of businesses are just going from like a business in a store to an e-commerce like Debenhams because if yeah. you go onto Debenhams online it's still there mm. but it's just stuck to being an e-commerce now yeah and that's I think it's been bought by like Topshop and that hasn't it yeah a lot of businesses are just becoming e-commerces now because number one it's much cheaper for them yeah number two a lot of people search online that's what we do on our phones nowadays we search mm. we but I think want I something think... we search it and that's another point you've just made me think of something like small businesses I feel like keep our high streets alive yes because I feel like without them eventually like you say everything would become e-commerce and there'd be no high streets yeah, left that is true it is really what's happening. I remember going to the high street yesterday and I went to one of the floors in the shopping centre and everything was closed. Yeah. Debenhams, New Look, um, one of the areas were even closed. I was so shocked. Mm. And it's oh, just it's like, you know, sad. we need we need these small businesses to like fill in these slots because like yeah. high streets have been like a pivotal part of our towns and cities yeah. for so many years. It's like, definitely you can't, lose that like this it, it, it could just be, be a big chance for small businesses though yeah because we're filling in the slots on like market maps so for example a business like Debenhams closed down so that's off the market map mm. so a small business similar to Debenhams can fill in yeah it's really what's happening nowadays I've realized to be honest lots of businesses are just going off the market maps and so something else is filling in something else is taking its place because there's a gap there well it's good I think they should do that because like like you said there's always a gap in the market there's always something that you can do to contribute to the wider public it's just you've got to get that reach and publicity to actually be successful yeah and it could really be worth it not everything is a success even chains as we know now they're not oh, always not a success. Yeah. No. But a lot of small businesses have been building up, I've seen. Mm. And that's really good. I think people just got to not prepare themselves for constant success. Like you said, yeah. you, you started out great in your first few months, but now you're at a point where you're hitting a low. But it is yeah. only up from here. It's always going to be up and down. And I yeah, think any business. People don't realise yeah. that. Definitely. Businesses lose millions and some even lose billions because example people try to sue them yeah and that's not something that would really happen with a small business to be honest because we put so much care and effort in what we do Mm. so that could be really a big chance for us yeah oh well well thank you very much for speaking about this with me because obviously I couldn't have asked anyone better having (laughs) gone through it yourself um thank you yeah so I just I just hope that small businesses can kind of 
grow themselves and we can have this divide between these big industries yeah, and small definitely. businesses kind of close up a little bit. I hope so too, to be honest. So, yeah. All right, well, thanks everyone for listening and we'll see you in the next section. Okay, and we're back for the second part of this episode. Still here with Lojane. And uh, for this topic, we're going to be talking about something that I think recently has come into the spotlight a lot more. But I feel like it's something that's been around for quite a while and something that definitely needs to be addressed a lot more, which is social media accountability. Uh, so, yeah, where, where, do we, where do we even start with this? Because I feel like there's so many cases yeah. just recently. Like two parts of it. There's the yeah. fake news and things being put up on social media and things like grooming that's true i mean okay let's start on the fake news section then because i know that recently um a lot of facebook and twitter um sort of posts have been taken down due to misinformation of covid so basically fake Mm. news saying that this is you know allowed to happen or the rules are like this but in reality they're like this and so yeah it they've literally had to go painstakingly through like millions of posts and like take down all this misinformation um, to not, you know, confuse people because a lot of people get their news from Twitter or Facebook or what other people share. And the annoying thing about things with social media is that as soon as one person sees it, they'll share it onto... Everyone does. Yeah, they'll share it onto their friend, then they'll share it on. And then it's like so far gone. that It's It's like like a cycle. It's just... Yeah, that's crazy. what social media really is. It's just a cycle of everything that's going round and round. Yeah. And wow. I feel like as well, like they I remember a little while ago, um, Facebook was exposed for uh using an algorithm. Oh my god, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, because that they were uh, especially for the whole misinformation of COVID thing, because actually what then ended up happening is yeah. that they took down COVID posts that were actual news. Oh my because God. the algorithm kind of detected it thinking this is in- misinformation but actually it was the right information which that's Facebook... the problem of fake news there's just a lot of it and it's so hard to determine what is true or false exactly because... and then like it's so mm. contradicting because there was like this period i remember because obviously instagram is owned by facebook i remember going on instagram and like getting these alerts saying like this has been taken down due to misinformation but it was oh, actually i remember that. it was actually really yeah the true news and then facebook was trying to put it back on but then the algorithm was saying no facebook was saying yes it's like they're fighting themselves yeah it's just like oh my god it was really annoying and some things that that happened were really annoyed me because i remember it even happened with news to do with my country and it was saying that this is false news and i got so angry i think literally all supporters of my country got really angry about it because it was real news yeah we've heard it from our families and everything things like that when like things are imminently happening and like you say like this is being destroyed or you know this has been like a threat or something from here like you can't get that wrong because like the mental effect that it has on the people that are affected by it you can't play with someone's emotions and say like you know, this is actually happening, there's a threat from this, and then it turns out to be fake. Like, that's yeah. playing with someone. And it's even worse when things like news broadcasts post it, and it's yeah. not actually true. Yeah. It's like, others 
can copy it and I mean not others as in other people well that could be the case but as in other news broadcasts yes can copy it and then change it around give like because that is the world of media the world of media everyone relies off of each other for information yeah so like you say people will just take something from here and then you know spread that misinformation and then someone else will take that spread it this way do you know what i mean it's just like yeah definitely it's so chaotic I, I find mean, it even worse when things like the BBC post fake news because I think that's yes. something that us here in the UK, we rely on the most. Exactly. Like, BBC are, like, renowned for being, like, the most trusted source yeah, of news. Yeah, definitely. And it's like, you're breaking that trust by putting out this misinformation. We don't know what to believe, yeah. Exactly. And then the whole hysteria of that comes around. It's like, so you, you've got to get your news from somewhere, but it's like... yeah. You can't always rely on it from the social media. And I think they need to take accountability and say, right, we need to put our hands up. We can't use stupid, pathetic algorithms anymore because you're actually taking down good things rather than bad things. Yeah. Try and fix the problem at the root and the start of it before it escalates. And it's worse that it's not really being dealt with. However, the UK said that they'll be dealing with social media accountability very well since but December when? 2020. Uh, oh, yeah, like, but when is that actually going to start taking proper effect? They said it would be happening from then about well, anything to do with social media accountability. However, that definitely has not happened. In fact, I feel like it's got worse. Yeah. Do you know what? Like, I remember like a thing when I was researching before we did this podcast, I was looking at some things and people were saying, um, look out for misinformation and it doesn't happen often well, yeah. I mean I said that and then I go on Twitter and this thing is spreading around that Britney oh Spears God. has committed suicide um, oh my that was, and it's um, fake. absolutely fake yeah if you also remember I found that this was quite silly but it went around TikTok that one of our childhood favourites Mr Maker committed suicide as well it's like and that's just wrong. That's so ridiculous. Like, why? You... And like again, like we said about with the issues with your country and like getting information from there. It's like you're messing yeah. with people's minds. Like, yeah. The amount of Twitter posts that I saw today of going people like literally like virtually bawling their eyes out, going, "Oh my god, Britney Spears was like my favorite artist," and then like her oh, team, god. her team, like aside from all of the whole conservative mm. rubbish, but like her team had to go on and say like she's perfectly well and stuff it's like yeah you know like it's just it's crazy how one small thing of someone clearly saying oh yeah britney spears killed herself has now become some big story yeah and it like like we said at the beginning it's been shared and shared and shared and then it got to the point where twitter then picked it up and started displaying it on their trending things and then oh yeah and it makes me for a minute think oh my god that's like such big news and it's all fake yeah i don't understand where these people get these ideas from in the first place. I know it's like it's psychotic, why? really. It's psychotic. It's like why do you want to mess it with It could just like be something silly like a prank. Yeah. But I end up getting big, which might have not even been expected. Yeah. I mean you never but, you never oh, really God. know what's gonna go viral, do you? No. Like you can't you can't think, oh, this is safe, like you say, it's just a small prank because then it comes yeah. some big viral thing. Yeah. And it's not just fake news nowadays. It's just cyberbullying. It's sorry to say this, but pornography. Yeah. 
it's grooming. It's all on social media. Yeah, and well, that brings... worse is not... The people that are involved in this, like their names or their pictures or anything that's put up, they might not even want to be involved. Some stupid person could have just got them involved and put up a picture or something. Yeah, and that's and... what brings me on to the next um, case yeah. study. Exactly that pornography. I remember there was this... And this is where, like, it's like a new update on Facebook. You've probably heard of it, like, tags. Like, oh. where you can... Not, like, hashtags, yeah. but, like, tags No, when you where can tag people. Yeah, but then there's also tags for, like, sort of subjects. So, for example, if I put, like, yes. some sort of... If I put some picture of, like, a... I don't know, a bowl that I had made as a result of, like, you know, doing some pottery, I yeah. could tag pottery as a subject oh, I think on I've my post. that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so what happened is, is that somehow in in some way or form when that update then came on to facebook and they were like you know introducing tags you can now tag your subjects as well as people um it literally gave these pedophiles and you know sexual abusers these this this chance to then put a picture of um some sort of pornography onto facebook then add the tag of pornography you know child naked stuff like that and then it literally gets publicised around the whole of Facebook because of those tags. I feel like something which we don't have in this generation is trust. Yeah. People do not understand the word trust or even maturity. Like, where is it? Where's it gone? Mm. Why are people not being mature enough to understand that this is wrong? It's Especially just, child pornography. It's, it's wrong. It's so Especially annoying because, like... The annoying thing is, it's like, we, we will never be able to stop these people from putting it on social media. Like, no. that's their decision to make and they're going to pay the price for it. But we can't stop the millions of people that are doing that worldwide. Mm. But the whole thing of, like you said, is that Facebook was saying, like, right, we're going to try and combat as many things as possible. Yeah. Literally putting this update about the tags and stuff has only just made the problem worse. It's not yeah. fixed anything. And as I said before, the UK in December, they said that social media platforms will need to remove or limit the spread of illegal content like child sexual abuse, terrorist yeah. material and suicide content even. Yeah. And just, it's not happening. I can't I see it happening. And what I find even more annoying is that social media seems to let all this spread around. However, they find it okay to put something down, like an awareness post of what's happening around the world. Mm. Because they just are maybe against that country or yeah. the ethnic group or something like that. And I think it's horrendous. I mean, I remember there was this thing that, I don't know for what reason, you know, everyone knows who uses Instagram that there's this kind of little eyeball thing where it says like it covers a an inappropriate or graphic post. Um, oh, like explicit images. Yes, which yeah. I understand. It's a very good idea because obviously nowadays, especially in our generation, there are a lot of younger people who are going against the age guidelines of social media under 13 who are using social media and some of the images that are shown around, which for some things need to be shown around, like, you know, the police brutality yeah. and things. Like, it gets across a message. I was going to say that just now. Some things are being covered, but they need to be seen. Yeah. They, people need to be aware about some things that but, are going around. But I think that the good thing is, though, is, like, for those people that at least it is covered 
for them, for younger people who happen to be on the platform and they really shouldn't be. But then for people our age who we can, you know, stomach seeing something that's a little graphic, we can then press it. We need to know. We need to be able to get justice for some things. But the example. People need justice sometimes. The example I saw on um, Instagram a few weeks ago when it was Pride Month was that they covered a um, transgender awareness post and said oh that it God. was and said it was graphic content. That's not right. I was like, that's "What really the hell right. are you doing?" Yeah, like look, that's just wrong in all levels. Like, I get yeah. it. If someone, you know, if, if like I said with the police brutality, if it's a you know, a, a person that has been murdered brutally by the police and, and like, their, you know, body is shown. Like, I can understand that being... No, common. obviously, yeah. But, that. like, an LGBT awareness post that had no graphic content on it, like, bullet yeah. points saying, like, you know, this is where you can go if you need to talk to anyone about, you know, your feelings towards transgender and stuff. It's just I like, why are you it. covering that? What? I remember seeing something slightly like that. Not LGBT, but with what's happening in the Muslims in China. It was just letting people know what's happening yeah he's trying to raise awareness but i feel like that's where like the whole social media accountability sometimes they're not doing enough but then no, sometimes they they're go trying too far. to put it on the wrong posts to be honest yeah that's where they're going what too far they're... they're like censoring nearly everything that doesn't need to be censored and social media is for people to enjoy or even to learn not to feel at risk no definitely not there's just so much catfishing even going around which isn't being dealt with at all and they claim that they're doing their best this is what i don't understand why are you claiming that you're doing your best whenever you report something it's saying we'll be back with you soon i remember someone once a couple years ago um called me a terrorist in a comments he he was like you're a terrorist palestinian that's horrible so yeah. i reported it and it was, um, they claimed that this wasn't anything bad. The <laughs> response from Instagram was that this wasn't a bad comment. Well, oh, God. I mean, that just says it all, doesn't it? Yeah. I didn't understand that. No. no. I mean, like, calling someone a terrorist, like, if that's not a bad comment, then, like, what no. is? Obviously, <laughs> it's stereotyping as well, because, number one, yeah. I'm Palestinian, number one, because of, of what people think that, you know, because... Palestine, my, the majority of Palestinians are Muslim. Yeah. Uh, they're not all, not all are, because this is what people need to understand. Like, this is where they're getting a stereotype from, that I'm a terrorist. Yeah, it's like, and I mean, I, so I thought when you said that, I thought I reported it to Instagram and I thought you were going to say that they didn't say anything back. And I was like, oh, OK, well, then that might just be because oh, no. so many things that they have to deal with. But actually, the fact that they came back and said, actually, no, yeah. it's not a problem. I mean, that's ridiculous. I know. I was really annoyed. Yeah. Oh, and then the last thing, um, which is, you know, obviously absolutely terrible, um, is that I remember a few months ago, I think it was back in September of 2020, and I know a lot of the people in our school um, mm. were badly affected by it, like younger year groups, um, was that on TikTok, this video of a man uh, shooting himself in the head went round. Oh. oh. And it went around for a good month or so before it yeah. got taken down. That's and way too long. I'm just like, 
like why could they not have dealt with that sooner like i remember reading a news article because i i was so lucky enough not to see it because i me personally mm. like i, 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 I didn't see it either but i heard yeah i know i would have been absolutely scarred by that like yeah i just know was how it I would real react. though is the question was it real because I mean, till now i don't think we know i don't know but like even so it still has the same effect that it's gonna yeah really affect people because, yeah. like you say, social media is meant to be this safe place where people can express themselves, especially yeah, TikTok definitely. at the minute, which is so popular and loads of people are using it. Like they go From there. All to generations, have, yeah. Yeah, they go there to have fun and kind of just like you know express their feelings and stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's just like you scroll through that and you see that whether it's fake or not, like you see that, like that's just going against everything the app is about. And like yeah. a lot of people blamed the person themselves, and it's like. First of all, if it was, you know, it did really happen and that's horrible if it did. Like, yeah, the person themselves was in a terrible place to want to kill themselves, especially yeah. on video and themselves live. Like they must have been in such a horrible place. And to like, they can't be held responsible for that because they couldn't help how they felt. So really, it does come to the company. I agree and disagree because I believe that people should speak out with how I feel about things however to some extent it's attention seeking way too much to go on to TikTok and put a gun on your head for the whole public to see it should have I feel like something should have been done earlier you could speak out about it to because if you're holding a gun you're obviously like I'm I'm not okay yeah I mean that's a fair point however it could have been like I'm attention seeking yeah that's true. I mean, like you said, like we don't even know if it was real or not. But like, yeah, I, I get, I get what you're saying that it is very attention seeking. But sometimes people in that mind frame want people to see them like this. Yeah, so and we don't, like, we don't know care, what kind of got, place they were in. Exactly. It's just like you've got to be really cautious around it. And I just think, yeah. in general, the argument here is that why didn't TikTok take it down sooner yeah. than they actually did? Yeah. Why didn't they see it in the first place? I don't know. I mean, like, it's horrible to say out loud, but there must be so many other cases like that man on TikTok. Yeah. They can't, I understand that they can't take them all down all at the same time, but they've no. got to do something better. But I feel like they should have been able to see that one quicker, seeming as so many people saw it, millions of people saw it. Yeah. It should have. Being able like, to have been seen by the public because I'm definitely sure people would have reported that. Yeah, I mean, I just I don't I don't get how like the amount of media coverage it got, and like yeah. I remember reading all these articles about this like woman complaining that my 14 year old daughter's had to go counselling because she's got PTSD from it because one of her oh, best yes. friends one of her best friends killed herself and it brought back all those memories. It's like yeah. The amount of people like that 14-year-old girl in this country that probably have experienced some sort of PTSD just from seeing that video, whether it was fake yeah. or not, it definitely would have triggered some people. And it's like TikTok don't understand how much of a damaging effect stuff like that can have on someone yeah, and definitely. not take it down quick enough. Yeah, it is really sad, to be honest. Yeah, um, well, I think we need to leave it on a... We need to leave it on a bit more of a positive note. Let's just, you know, hope that <laughs> yeah. the accountability the accountability of social media just improves in Hopefully, some way. Yeah. We're relying on it. It's what we personally live. I mean, 
not just me, but everyone. It's what everyone seems to be living on right now. Yeah. I mean, oh, I, we've got to talk about this quickly before we wrap up. Like, my screen time hours on Instagram. Oh, oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. I cannot actually believe. Oh, like, there'll be like the odd day where I'm on there for 13 hours. What, what? the hell am You're I doing? crazy. What am I doing with my life? I'm just like, oh, I my just, God. I just go on to check my business stuff. Yeah. Literally, or to try and put something in my story, even when I don't have any idea. I'm just like, I need to put something for my business. Yeah. Oh, and then that's it. I know. I don't understand how many hours. I don't know why I'm spending that many hours on that. No wonder why you can't meet all your friends. You're busy on there. Oh, <laughs> I'm just scrolling <laughs> for Instagram. I, oh, I don't know. I mean, like you say, it's just, it's so gravitating to like just be on that social media and look yeah. at all these different things it's definitely then... done something to get us addicted <laughs> yeah but then that's what i'm saying it's got to be a safe place and i feel like social media companies need to work on that a bit more yeah there's a lot of young people there yeah oh well well thank you very much again for speaking about me you're welcome uh, speak about me speak about this with me <laughs> uh, <laughs> um yeah it's definitely something that i think a lot of you guys will kind of sympathize with because we're all yeah. uh, you know at some point in our lives like obsessed with social media and I think something definitely needs to change about that and going back to the small businesses in the beginning like we've all got to try and do our bit to help them out and you know support them because it is the future whether it's something anything (laughs) (laughs) whether it's e-commerce small businesses or physical high street small businesses anything like that we've got to just try and do our best as consumers to try and help them so yeah yeah definitely well, thank you very much, everyone, thank for listening. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, my Instagram handle is underscore just talking podcast underscore at the end. Uh, I hope you have a lovely day. And thank you very much. And we'll see you on the next one. Bye.